back again staying ahead so you don't got to get ahead you come here wednesday nights 8 p.m usually it's 8 15 right now you come here to find out what you need to know next week so you don't have to spend all your fab right now save that for a rainy day when something happens week 12 week 11 you're there you still got all your money and you can spend it i told you last week we talked about this week too the elijah mitchell situation don't go out and drop all the fab on Elijah Mitchell. Go get Chuba. Go get Damian Williams for free. You did. Then, a couple weeks later, Chuba comes to fruition. Elijah Mitchell gets hurt. You still had Damian Williams to fall back on. And then last week, just like I said, Damian Williams, situation arises. Don't spend your money if you didn't grab him the first time. Now, go get Khalil Herbert for a third of the price because he has the juice. That was the name of the show last week, Khalil Herbert Jet Juice. 30 snaps for Damian Williams, 29 for Khalil Herbert, 18 rush attempts for Khalil Herbert to 16 for Damian Williams. Khalil Herbert has the juice. The only thing we missed on Sunday was the receiving game. No targets, only four routes for Khalil Herbert, three targets, but it was only two for 20 in the air for Damian Williams. Herbert outrushed him. They gave him the ball. It was basically a 50-50 split across the board, and Khalil Herbert looked better. Look for that to continue until Montgomery's back. Be happy you didn't spend all your fab. If you did, I'm sorry, but be happy you didn't. At the receiver room, Robinson, Mooney, 1-2. Both led the team in routes run, but both did not practice today. 20 routes, 19 routes. Both had five targets. Coming in third in targets on the team was Cole Komet. We had the prop last week. Patreon.com forward slash Carpentier NFL. The prop was 27 and a half. Cole Komet comes in with four targets and he finishes with 22 yards. 22. It was so tough. So tough. But Komet, again, almost doubling up Jimmy Graham in total snaps, doubling him in routes 12 to 6. He's the guy. And the one thing we missed out on Sunday, the touchdown. Jesper Horstead from Minnesota. He played high school football in Minnesota. He comes into Chicago. He's number three tight end. He gets on the field for two snaps. He gets one target, and the one target just happens to be a two-yard touchdown. Pain. Pain. The Cole Komet breakout's coming, just like the Pat Fryermuth one is coming. We see it coming down the way. Be ready for it. But with Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, the guys to be ready for it. If neither of these guys play, I'm assuming Robinson's going to be in. If Mooney were to miss time, Demir Bird... Marquise Goodwin, and they just traded for Jakeem Grant two weeks ago. Routes, Demir Bird 10, Marquise Goodwin 8, Jakeem Grant 2. The slot routes went to Demir Bird, and only Goodwin had targets. He had two, one reception for eight yards. Shout out, it is Quez Week in the chat. I see you guys. Yes. Let's go to Arizona, though, right quick. I broke down this backfield a little bit on Twitter and inserted the name of Rondell Moore in with it. If you break this down, James Conner, you can follow me on Twitter at Carpentier NFL to find this yourself. James Conner, the last three games, Chase Edmonds, the last three games. James Conner, 39 carries, 123 yards on the ground, and five touchdowns. 49.7 PPR points after four receptions. Chase Edmonds, the last three games. 27 carries, so 12 less than Conner. 161 rushing yards, 40 more than Conner. Zero touchdowns. 38.8 PPR points. 11 behind Conner. He had 14 receptions versus Conner's four. 
Now you add Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore actually has six carries. This is why we love Rondell Moore so much. Dynamic. Six carries, 50 yards on the ground. 50 yards on the ground, zero touchdowns, and then 10 receptions for 88 yards in the air. Expect more of that from Rondell Moore. Now we see Max Williams is out. He might be out for the season. At tight end, it's Demetrius Harris. Meh. He's an older guy. He had eight more snaps than Max Williams. I don't love Demetrius Harris. I think what this what this injury to Max Williams does is it forces A.J. Green to get more, Christian Kirk, Rondo Moore to get more, Chase Edmonds to get more. You're going to see these guys. I don't think you're going to see them push Demetrius Harris up. Max Williams has been in this offense for a few years. They've wanted to see what he's he's had. He's starting to play how he looked like he was going to come out of Minnesota. Focus more on these other guys. Rondo Moore, Christian Kirk, 18 routes apiece, 15 for Rondell in the slot, 14 for A.J. Green in the slot out of 31. DeAndre Hopkins leads the team in routes. You already know that targets the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Total opportunities on the Cardinals in week number five. James Conner had 11 total opportunities. Chase Edmonds, 10. Rondale, 9. Hopkins, 9. And then Murray had seven carries himself. A.J. Green is basically just out there not really running wind sprints like Jalen Guyton did last year where he was just like running down the field and not getting tar- – like, and if he did get targeted, he wouldn't catch it. He's just out there just being a big dude, getting the random target – Two targets. Max Williams had one, obviously, until he got injured. So the one guy I want this offense that you can still obtain in places, Rondell Moore, and the guy that you can get that's literally getting overlooked so badly is James Conner. I hate it, but he just continues to score touchdowns. They get inside the five-yard line, and they give James Conner the ball, and he scores every time. It's ridiculous. But, hey, if you need those free points, that's your guy. But I'm still riding Chase Edmonds. You're still buying Rondell Moore. And DeAndre Hopkins is going to continue to eat. Fade A.J. Green. Into Carolina. Chuba Hubbard, like we talked about at the start. Khalil Herbert, Damian Williams, all these guys that you waited on. It's the same reason we faded Elijah Mitchell to get Chuba Hubbard at that same time. Chuba Hubbard, 24 carries, 96 rushing yards, 15 routes, 5 receptions, 5 receptions on 6 targets, and 33 yards in the air. 30 opportunities in this offense in week number five. Christian McCaffrey was maybe going to play last week, and then he didn't. It's already Wednesday, and there's still, well, McCaffrey's 50-50 to return. I don't know. He's 50-50. If he's 50-50 on playing in week number six, and they're thinking about pushing him out there, what does that tell you? That tells you he's not even close to 100%. If he's 50-50 in the middle of the week, they're debating putting him back on the field at 80%. I've went over all of the injuries before on past episodes and why they should not rush CMC back. This is why I thought they should have put him on IR. It's the same It's the same exact thing like with Clyde. They didn't want Clyde in Kansas City to come back fast, so they stuck him on IR so that they couldn't happen. Carolina is in a situation where they were 3-0. Now they're 3-2. Minnesota's coming to town from the best, most underrated defenses in the NFL. Number one in pressures, number two in sacks. They're coming after Sam Darnold. They need McCaffrey. But they're going to mess up, and they're going to bring him back, and he's going to get re-injured. So if he does come back and play, and you're like, well, Chuba's done. Duh, no, 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 no. If anybody else drops him, you better be picking Chuba up because Chuba has all the writing on the wall to be a league winner, the league winner. And we got him for free before it ever happened. So be happy. At receiver, Terrace Marshall continues to grow and grow in this offense. 17 slot routes, 33 total routes, just three behind Robbie, four behind DJ Moore, three targets, Versus Robbie's six. DJ Moore's five. He's still there. Tight end. It's Ian Thomas. It's Tommy Tremble. The same thing. Tremble ran seven out of 15 routes in the slot. He had four targets to Ian Thomas's five. Ian Thomas, 
This might have been his biggest game of his career. Four for 40 and five targets. Ian Thomas. I'm not that excited, but it's usage. And then the last guy in this offense got four routes is Brandon Zilstra. Another running back, Royce Freeman. Three rushing attempts, two yards, two targets, one reception, pass. That's why we didn't go after Royce Freeman. Chuba Hubbard is the answer. To Denver. Cortland Sutton tweaked his ankle before the game Friday. We faded him in some spots. <laughs> he comes out. Ten targets, seven for 120. I don't know what Pittsburgh was thinking. If anybody watches Pittsburgh-Denver game, Pittsburgh sent James Pierre to cover Cortland Sutton one-on-one on an island, and he went 50, 60 yards down the left sideline and just pretty much mossed him. Whose idea it was to, to disrespect Cortland Sutton like that, but he paid for it. James Pierre's not good. He's not on Cortland Sutton's level, and they just sent him out there and made Cortland Sutton look like an all-pro. With Tim Patrick, second on the team in receptions, 7 for 89 on nine targets. I'm throwing the dart on Tim Patrick in this situation. Hamler's out. Judy's out. Big Albert O's out. Tim Patrick stepped up to the plate. I like it. The third guy at receiver is Kendall Hinton, the quarterback, the COVID quarterback from Denver. 17 slot routes on 26 total, three targets, two for 25. I am not going out to get Kendall Hinton at all. At tight end, somebody who's underperforming still, Tim Patrick is overperforming, nine targets, seven for 89, underperforming, Noah Fant, third most routes on the team, 33, six in the slot. A couple weeks ago when Judy went out, it was like, okay, we think Fant's the guy. Fant is the one that he's going to get the opportunities. He's been running the slot routes. When Judy was in, he was splitting slot routes. It was like 15 for Judy, 14 for, for Fant, and then all of a sudden, He's not running the slot routes anymore. It's completely Kendall Hinton, a little bit of Tim Patrick. Noah Fant has six routes in the slot out of 33. He ends up with four targets, three receptions for 20 yards. A dud. Javante Williams had three for 25 in the air. Noah Fant had three for 20. It's it's getting to the point where you have no patience. Robert Tanyan, you run out of patience on Robert Tanyan. I'm pretty much there. Noah Fant is getting there. The opportunity, it's... Go take it. Go take it. And I don't know if it's if it's Bridgewater. I don't know if it's Fant. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't think he's hurt. Hawkinson's still going out there, and he's been hurt. I don't know what it is, but we need Noah Fant to just pick it up, brother. Pick it up. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. Again, Melvin, 34-24 to 24 in snaps, 9-8 to eight in attempts. Rushing yards, though, Javante, 61-34 to 34 in favor of Javante. And then Melvin runs 20 routes to Javante's 10. But Javante's three passes for three targets and 25 yards, outproducing Melvin in the air and on the ground. It's a matter of time. I think they're going to keep doing this because it's an effective way of keeping them both healthy and fresh. But it's a matter of time before Javante takes over and does that 65 to 70% split in favor of Javante. Jacksonville. Few things to look at in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer comes out. He says, you know, our goal every week is to run for 250 yards and pass for 250 yards. Well, I believe it was J.J. Zacharyson on Twitter. He did the research. There's been 31 instances since the NFL merger. 31 total instances. So there's there's 32 teams that play every single week. There's been 31 total instances since the NFL-AFL merger that a team has run for 250 and passed for 250. So good luck, Urban. I'd love to see it because James Robinson... And Carlos Hyde combining for 250 yards rushing would be hella impressive. James Robinson, 18 carries to Carlos Hyde's five. One target for James Robinson. One for Dare Agumbawale. Seven attempts for Trevor Lawrence on the ground. 
at receiver. Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault. Tavon Austin is operating as the number three. 15 routes, half as Marvin Jones. Five targets, one more than Marvin Jones. Five targets, five for 54 in the air. Tavon Austin's one you can look at. You can stare. You can think about it because if that opportunity grows, he could be the guy in DJ Chark's role, the speed guy. It's Marvin Jones on one side getting the heavy coverage, LaVisca in the slot. Maybe Tavon carves something out. We've seen work. We've seen crazier things. We've seen Cordero break out. We've seen Mike Williams break out. Tavon Austin could become a thing. I'm not saying to add him, but watch. I want to see one more week. If you, five for 54 on five targets on just 15 routes, that route tree is going to expand. He's got running half the routes, Marvin Jones. I'm expecting that to grow a little bit. At tight end, we almost had a monster game from Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold. Eight targets, six for 64. Matt told you last week, go get Dan Arnold. He's the tight end to stream. He has 28 routes, 17 in the slot, eight targets, six for 64. And then they're standing down there on the one-yard line, and they throw a fade to the tight end. And you're watching the ball float through the air. Touchdown, Jaguars. And it's a tall tight end. Dan Arnold. No. Jacob Hollister ran six routes, and he... Just happened to catch a touchdown on one of the six routes? Yep. Tight end, touchdown, vulture, Jacob Hollister. Two slot routes, six total routes, one target, one yard, one touchdown. Could have been seven for 65 and a touchdown for Dan Arnold. Completely boom. You can still go get Dan Arnold on waivers. Dan Arnold came over from Carolina and completely just took over this tight end room from day one even. You saw him on Thursday Night Football two weeks ago play great. And then he comes over the next week, does it again. This Dan Arnold role is growing. He's becoming more so the third receiver than anything. 28 routes behind Marvin Jones by just one. Ran five more than LaVisca. Dan Arnold's going to be a thing. He might be the guy you have to go get. You might be in a situation where you have Robert Tanyan. And, and I've been all about Robert Tanyan. Hold him. Play him. It's just not happening. It might be a situation where you have to get Dan Arnold in favor of Robert Tanyan. Hurts me to say it. But if Trevor Lawrence is looking at him eight times a game, Aaron Rodgers isn't looking at Robert Tanyan five times a game. you got to pick and choose. It's a tough one. Let's go through the run-through right quick. Cleveland, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the injury report this week. Obviously, they both go over 30 snaps last week. They combined for 227 yards on the ground. Completely massive game against the Chargers. Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb. The next in line, obviously Dearness Johnson's there if something were to happen to both Chubb and Kareem Hunt for not to play. But Demetrius Felton is the guy that's going to get those receptions, those targets. He's already getting them. This week he didn't do much at all because the game script was just entirely different. It wasn't. This was a, you know, bring the horses out of the pasture and let's run. Let's go. This is the Kentucky Derby. They're racing. I think the combined score was over 90 this week against the Chargers. 92. I want to say it was 92. I could be wrong, but... This was a game where everyone's just boom. David Njoku, 7 for 149 on 7 targets. He had a massive touchdown. 44 snaps, 2 less than Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper is completely a zero. He's been doing this all year where people are just... Com- it's the same thing as Tanyan. I'm going over this again. It's Tanyan. It's Hooper. People keep trying to trade you Hooper. Keep, keep trying to start Hooper. You can't. You can't play... And I've said this. You can't play any of these tight ends. Nobody knew Njoku was going to do this this week. Everyone thought it was going to be Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham, 2 for 20 on three targets. Who who would have thought Odell Beckham was going to go 2 for 20 
on three targets. And then you're going to look up and you can see David Njoku, 7 for 149 on seven targets. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 5 for 70 on six targets. Rashard Higgins, 3 for 29 on five targets, all out-producing and out-targeting Odell Beckham Jr. Even Kareem Hunt, out-targeting and out-producing Odell Beckham Jr., Nobody, if you would have told you that, you would have been like, what the hell are you talking about? Njoku's never done that in his life. He hasn't done that since he was in Miami as a freshman. But it happened. Njoku's becoming a guy that you can start to depend on. We love Njoku coming out. It takes some of these guys that aren't in-line tight ends a couple years to get going. And you saw that. Dawson Knox has broken out. Njoku now, this big game. Njoku's a guy you got to keep an eye on. Am I throwing a big waiver on him? No. Waivers ran last night for most people. And if he didn't get picked up, he's still out there for free. If you have that extra, extra spot, it's close for me between Njoku and Pat Freyermuth. Komet in that area. I think I'd prefer Njoku over the, over those two. Detroit, DeAndre Swift. This is going to keep going up. Quintez Cephas goes down. The guy that's going to keep benefiting from all of this is going to be DeAndre Swift. TJ Hawkinson's running out there injured. He's hurting. He's not 100%, but he's a man. He's going out there. He's, he's going 110%. Same thing with Kittle. They put Kittle on IR because they're like, this dude, if we don't put him on IR, he's going to be playing every week injured, and he's going to get hurt worse and worse. TJ Hawkins Hawkinson is the same situation. He's just going to keep going, keep hammering. Two for 22 on three targets. You hate to see it for TJ Hawkinson, but if he were not to play, Darren Fells, they've been showing the usage of Darren Fells. 20 snaps, five routes. He was targeted three times two weeks ago. He can play, so if something happens to Hawkinson, look for Fells to fill into place. At receiver, everyone's going out and getting Amon Ross St. Brown. He led the team 36 total routes, 19 in the slot, 8 targets, 7 for 65. Quintez Cephas goes down with a broken collarbone. The other two receivers in this offense, Khalif Raymond and Kaderil Hodge. Khalif Raymond, obviously, is being that stretch guy. They're targeting him every week. He had two targets this week on 29 routes, 0 for 0. The guy that comes in, though, to replace Quintez Cephas is Kaderil Hodge. Kaderil Hodge, obviously we know him from Cleveland, above-average athlete, has never broken out, has never done much, 25 routes, two in the slot, four targets, one for 17. You want to go throw a flyer on Kaderil Hodge for a week and just see if he becomes that guy, go ahead. I'm betting my chips on DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown in this offense, Hawkinson, I still love Hawkinson, but I think he's injured. I think he needs a break, and I don't think they're going to give it to him. So for me, it's Swift and St. Brown, but you can throw a flyer on Kaderil Hodge and see what happens these next couple weeks. Las Vegas, you know the turmoil that's been happening inside that team, that situation. Renfro, eight targets, leads the team, tied with Darren Waller with eight. Four for 45 for Waller, six for 56 with Renfro. Henry Ruggs, we really wanted to see that last week. He was top five in air yards. Three for 51 on three targets. Nine in the slot. An upstick in slot routes. And then Brian Edwards gets a little more usage last week. Five targets. Two for 22. Still holding out hope on Brian Edwards. 27 routes. Third most among receivers. Ruggs, Renfro, Edwards. Uh, uh, I'm still holding on. At running back, Jalen Richard comes back. He's healthy. First week Richard is back. And what happens? Drake. Zoom. Drake is tied with Alec Ingold. Nine snaps. Jalen Richard's in there for 10. Richard runs six routes. Drake runs three. Both get one target. Richard catches his. Drake does not. Drake is two carries, 11 yards. Josh Jacobs is getting the usage. Five targets, 15 carries. It's ugly. He did that against the Bears, 15 for 75 on the ground. You got to respect it. If Jacobs is healthy, you got to play him. 
Another place you can't trust, Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown, Selvin Ahmed. Last week, Malcolm Brown, eight carries. Miles Gaskin, two, no targets. Selvin Ahmed, three. Everyone's like, well, can't play Miles Gaskin. He's done. I thought he was done. I was like, what, what are we doing? What is happening? What is this? They lose to Indianapolis 27-17. This week, obviously they play Tampa. We know Tampa is completely unstoppable from a defensive line standpoint. Nobody can run on them. So they bring in Gaskin. They target Gaskin 10 times, 74 yards, and two touchdowns in the air. 30-point fantasy game for Miles Gaskin after a zero. After a zero, and he gets five on the ground for 25 yards rushing. Gaskin comes up, completely flips roles with Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown leads the team in rushing, receiving last week, receptions. This week, it's Gaskin against Tampa, five in the ground, 10 in the air. Catches all 10 targets. What do you do? I don't trust anybody because this week they play Jacksonville. It's going to be a better game for them. Better game script. What are they going to do? Run the ball with Malcolm Brown? I can't trust it. I can't trust it. I have Gaskin in one of the Podfathers patron leagues. I can't trust Miles Gaskin right now. Devontae Parker did not practice today. Preston Williams, sure. It it feels gross. We've, we've went down this trail many times before. Second in the receivers in routes with 28. Five targets. Three for 60. Preston Williams. It feels gross. They play Jacksonville. Their corners are not as good. Tampa's weren't either. Three for 60. He could he could do something similar to that against Jacksonville, but do you really want that? There's no real upside of having him go for six for 120. He he doesn't have that upside in this offense with Jalen Waddell, Gaskin, and Gasecki. I want Gasecki. He's the only guy I want in this offense. A couple weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, if you would ask me that, I wouldn't have said that. I would have said Waddle. Right now it feels like it's Gasecki. 29 routes, 20 in the slot. 66% in the slot, seven targets, 25% target share, four receptions, 43 yards. He's getting the usage. And the guy right behind him is Durham Smythe. If anything happens to Gasecki, it's Durham Smythe, not Hunter Long. Smythe, 25 routes, 11 in the slot, three targets, two for 23. They use their tight ends. They love using their tight ends. Smythe is more in line than Gasecki is. Gasecki's basically a receiver, but you have to respect it. Preston Williams, if you want to throw the dart, have fun. I prefer guys like Amon Ross St. Brown, um, Brian Edwards, other things like that. Kaderil Hodge is in that same situation, but he's he you think Kaderil Hodge is gonna get more opportunity. Devontae Parker's gonna have to be out for Preston Williams to do anything, and even that, I still might prefer Kaderil Hodge uh, from an upside standpoint. You go to the New York Giants, Saquon Barkley, if you saw this one, his ankle was busted last week. Did not look good. It looked it looked like it might have been fractured, but I don't think it wasn't just a just a high ankle sprain. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton missed this game. They were limited today, and they're projected to play this week. Galladay did not practice. He goes down again. Two big weeks from Galladay. He comes back, gets injured. Played Trayvon Diggs. But guess what? Kadarius Toney, he hits again. Kadarius Toney, not only did he hit on the field, but he also got kicked out of the game for punching a Dallas defender. Dumb. Idiot move. He was on the field for 23 routes, five less than Evan Ingram, four less than John Ross. He was targeted 13 times on 23 routes. 10 receptions, 189 yards. 10 receptions, 189 yards. 56.5% of the time when he was running a route, he got targeted. That is ridiculous. The next closest on the team was Saquon. He had one target, but he only ran three routes. Other than that, 
Kenny Galladay, three targets, 10 routes. Like, this is... Tony's the dude. It seems like Tony's the dude. Now I want to see what happens because Shepard was in the same situation when Shepard was playing. He's missed the last two games. When Shepard comes back, are they just going to run these two dudes in the slot on the opposite of each other and just see what happens? Kadarius Tony only ran six in the slot this game. Is that what's going to... Is, is Tony going to be in the outside, Shepard on the inside, and they're just going to have fun, have at it? Galladay doesn't look like he's going to play. I would not bet on Galladay playing this week. And in the Galladay situation, you're looking at Colin Johnson as the big guy and then C.J. Board. Johnson had seven targets last week, two this past week, so nine in the last two games. No receptions this week. I think it was seven for 70 last week. He looks good. Colin Johnson looks more fluid than Galladay did. Galladay was looking decent until he got hurt, but that's just, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's what you got to expect. Devontae Booker, 16 for 42 on the ground, four targets in the air. Booker's a guy that I would target opportunities. You're going to get a couple weeks out of him before Barkley's back. I don't love it, but we got to be happy. Kadarius Tony, man, he's just doing the damn thing. John Ross also can't ignore John Ross. Five routes, five targets on 27 routes, second on the team, only one for 13 this week. Had a red zone target. Pittsburgh quick. Ray Ray McLeod is the beneficiary of Juju Smith-Schuster going down mid-game. He had shoulder surgery shortly after the game. Ray Ray McLeod, 13 routes, 10 in the slot, two targets. McLeod's going to slip right in there. He did it last year towards the end of the season. Chase Claypool, Deontay, Ray Ray McLeod. Deontay, if he's healthy, he's going to be getting his 10-plus targets. Claypool, he had six targets this weekend, five for 130. Big game from Claypool. But at running back, again, always Najee. Snell's been getting more usage. Bailage has been getting a little more usage. But Najee Harris is the guy. At tight end, Fryermuth is out snapping Ebron, 29-24. Ran five less routes. They both had two targets. They both had two receptions, seven and ten yards. And then Zach Gentry throws in one more reception for 13 yards. I'm still in on Fryermuth. I want to see what happens with Juju this week. I'm not playing Fryermuth this week, but I want to see what happens. Juju's on. Juju's gone. Do they put Fryermuth more into the slot? Four out of ten routes were in the slot. I want to see that double. I want to see that go up. I want to see him run 20, 20 routes, give him eight in the slot. I want to see the opportunities. Don't forget to head over to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code UNDERWORLD. Get $10 back once you deposit. Use that $20. You put 10 in, you get 10 back, you get $20. Go throw it on Devontae Adams over 93.5 yards receiving this weekend against the Chicago Bears. There's nobody in the NFL Devontae hates more than playing than the Chicago Bears. Go put that money. Devontae Adams over 93.5. The pick'ems on underdog. If you are too late, they're doing best ball resurrection right now. If you're too late for that, underdog pick'ems over 93.5 yards, Devontae Adams. San Francisco, Brandon Ayuk, 21 routes, Debo, 28, Ross Dwelly, 19, Kyle Juszczyk, 16, 3 for 35 for Juszczyk, 2 for 25 from Dwelly. This is, have it, have it. FanDuel put the number at like 45 and a half rushing yards for Trey Lance, and I smashed it last week. You can get those bets every week, patreon.com forward slash carpet here NFL. We were 7 and 2 last week. This is 16 carries for 94 yards on the ground for Trey Lance. They're going to continue to do this. 9 for 43 for Elijah Mitchell. This is going to be a run-centric team as long as Trey Lance is back there. He's not as efficient as a passer. Debo's going to get his usage. He had a carry. He had touchdown rushing this week. Uh, but from a receiving standpoint, you can't really trust that Uke right now. It's kind of painful. Washington, last week I said it, DeAndre Carter. Keep an eye on him. He's going to get the opportunities. Curtis Samuel. Groin pops. He's out. He's quit playing midway through the game. He ran eight. 
He had two routes, sorry. Antoine Gandy-Golden, four. DeAndre Carter, third at receiver in routes with 30. He runs 30. Humphreys, 31. McLaurin, 38. McLaurin's number one in the NFL in air yards the last two weeks, 380. I think the next closest, Devontae Adams with 322. McLaurin just is going to continue to eat. Logan Thomas is out. Curtis Samuel is out. McLaurin's going to continue to be that dude. He's done that against Marshawn Lattimore. He's played James Bradbury. He's had a, a tough, tough schedule. But like I said, DeAndre Carter last week. Watch him this week. You can add him. This week you can use him. It's him and Humphreys next to McLaurin. And then Ricky Seals-Jones. We like Seals-Jones, 35 routes, 8 targets, 5 for 41. That's another guy. If you can't get Dan Arnold, you go get Ricky Seals-Jones. Opportunity is king. Ricky Seals-Jones is getting the opportunities. But back to DeAndre Carter, 5'8", 185. He is 28 years old. He ran a 4'49", coming out of Sac State. He's got the burst. He's got the agility. DeAndre Carter fits into that Curtis Samuel mold. He's obviously not quite the athlete Curtis Samuel is. He's closer to Adam Humphreys, but he's more explosive than Adam Humphreys. You want to go at a guy for nothing, it's DeAndre Carter. If you're in a deep, you got to be in a deep league. You got to be in a, I've talked about this before, you got to be in a league where you have to start five receivers to add DeAndre Carter and think about even touching him in your starting lineup. I wouldn't, but I'm saying the opportunity's there. Eight targets, four for 62 in the air. DeAndre Carter's a guy you got to keep your eye on. I said it last week. Now you can start adding him in certain leagues. New Orleans, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Traquan Smith, they're on bye this week. This is going to be low-key. Traquan Smith is coming off IR. Michael Thomas is coming off IR. Michael Thomas, the news has not been as up as we wanted it to be. We thought Michael Thomas is going to come back. Marquez Callaway is going to be elevated. He's going to be the number two. He's going to be working as the Godwin in this offense, whereas Thomas is working as the Evans. Maybe not. It might be a couple more weeks before Thomas comes back, but Traquan will be back in week seven against the Seattle Seahawks. Traquan on one side, Marquez Callaway on the other side. Let's see if these two betas can create some alpha usage. We love Traquan. He's been a buy low for almost a 1,000 days now. So if you can go throw a fourth-round pick at some dude in Dynasty, I forgot about him. Some dude's got him sitting on his taxi squad. Some dude's got him sitting on his bench or his IR. Throw that guy a fourth-round pick. Be like, hey, give me Traquan. Throw him over here. Because you're going to get a return on investment with Traquan Smith, giving him a fourth-round pick, getting him. He's going to go out there and get usage day one with Jameis Winston. Marquez Callaway, 27 routes. Kenny freaking Stills, 23 routes. That's why Traquan Smith is going to get usage. Kenny Stills is the number two receiver in New Orleans right now. Kenny Stills, like I'm saying, Cordero Patterson, Tavon Austin, you see Mike Williams, all these guys break out. Kenny Stills got five targets on 23 routes, only caught two for 17 yards, but he's getting usage. That should tell you enough of the state of wide receiver in the NFL right now. Tavon Austin, Cordero Patterson, Mike Williams, and Kenny Stills. It's 2021. It's 2021. Tight end, Adam Troutman finally outplaying Juwan Johnson. Only took him six weeks. 39 snaps to Juwan's nine. 14 routes to Juwan's four. Two targets. Caught both, 43 yards. We're not there yet on Troutman. He's outproducing Tanyan right now, but we're not there yet to play Troutman. You can still go buy him. I still would go out there and throw a little dart on Adam Troutman. But Juwan Johnson, the story was nice, but it's it's over with. Indianapolis. Let's finish it up in Indianapolis. Obviously, Monday night, we see them completely fall apart. Pains me. It pains me in Indianapolis. It pains me. Indianapolis, Ashton Doolin, 11 routes. Mike Strawn, 1. The three main guys here, Paris Campbell, 21 routes. Zach Pascal, 27 routes. 
Michael Pittman, 30. He's the alpha in this offense. Pascal's running 15 in the slot. Pittman, 8. 6 for 89 for Pittman. He diced up Anthony Averett. He diced up Marlon Humphreys this whole game. He looked great. Zach Pascal working in the slot. And Paris Campbell has looked even better. Since the start of last season, there's been one game, one single game, that T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, Zach Pascal, and Michael Pittman played together. That was week one, 2020. I'm going to read you off the box score from that game from leading receiver down. Receptions. Number one, Naheem Hines, 8 for 45 and a touchdown. Number two, Jonathan Taylor, 6 for 67, no touchdown. They lost this game to Jacksonville, by the way. Paris Campbell, 6 for 71. Marlon Mack, 3 for 30. T.Y. Hilton, 4 for 53. Zach Pascal, 2 for 18. Michael Pittman, 2 for 10. I'm not saying to go add T.Y. Hilton, but I think what T.Y. Hilton does for this offense is he is the master key for Carson Wentz. You saw in Philadelphia for years, Carson Wentz loved to do one thing, and that was open it up, throw the deep ball, stretch the defense. And what is this offense in Indianapolis missing right now? If you compare this offense to the Los Angeles Chargers, which a lot of people did in 2020 because of the Phillip Rivers connection, the coaching connections, Naeem Hines to Austin Eckler, the one difference is they have Jonathan Taylor. The alpha of all alphas at running back, the next big dog, the next Derrick Henry. But at receiver, Pittman, he lines up very well as the Midwest Mike Williams. Paris Campbell, healthy this last week. Six targets, four for 56 in the air. Paris Campbell's healthy. He's out there. Very underrated. I think he's still at 3 k or 3300 on DraftKings this week. I love that price. He fits as the Keenan Allen, the Midwest Keenan Allen. This is a very low-key offense. They're still very talented. Carson Wentz still has a big arm. They can run the ball. They were dominating Baltimore for three quarters. Paris Campbell works as Keenan Allen. Michael Pittman works as Mike Williams. And T.Y. Hilton comes in. Take this for what you want. Jalen Guyton stretches that field in Los Angeles. He doesn't get used a lot from a target standpoint, but he stretches the field. The one thing we know with T.Y. Hilton is he's going to get targeted from Carson Wentz. He's fast, and he's more talented than Jalen Guyton. T.Y. Hilton is the master key in this entire offense. Zach Pastel is going to be there. Jack Doyle is going to be there. Jack Doyle, Moali Cox, 13 and 12 routes. I'm not worried about them. This is the Midwest Chargers. They're not as good. They're not as beautiful. They're not as pretty. The defense isn't as good, but they're very underrated. They're one and four, but this team will score fantasy points. Michael Pittman still underrated. Paris Campbell still underrated. He's he's finally healthy. I think he's finally taken over Zach Pascal, who he looked great the first four weeks. It's Paris Campbell. It's Michael Pittman. And T.Y. Hilton is the master key that's going to unlock this Indianapolis Colts offense. That's the show.